This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Mike Sobke, with the Fit Fun Father podcast, bringing you another wicked episode today. We dive deep into fatherhood. Yes, my guest, Mark Savant with ActaDad. Amazing story. Uh, Mark got started kind of as a side hustle, getting uh, like-minded fathers in the search of what parenting meant to him, good parenting, good fatherhood, and has dedicated his time to his podcast his Facebook group, uh, hitting social media from basically every angle and showing how uh, amazing we can be through our journey of health and fitness and the impact it has on our kids. So this is an episode for you dads out there that uh, I absolutely 100% recommend. Mark and I go into depth about our personal journeys, our thoughts on you know, the stigma around fatherhood and what that means and represents. Um, And it's filled with some really cool stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, I know I certainly did recording it. Uh, I, when I sat down with Mark, we, we, we got into this conversation and boy, it, uh, it opened a lot of eyes up for myself as well. Coming from different viewpoints, coming from different stages of fatherhood, which I thought was amazing. Uh, He has smaller children, and of course, mine is almost uh, to adulthood. So before we do that, I need you guys to go over, subscribe, share the the channel with somebody you like, forward this on, maybe take a screenshot, tag me on it, put it in social media. Let's get more people listening to the podcast there is a ton of value in it as well guys if you guys go over to itunes get a review uh write a review i should say don't get it just leave it that's the better choice is leaving the review um you can get a chance to get a a one-on-one coaching call with me 30 minutes ask what you want anything i can help you achieve uh, accomplish uh, some stumbling points you may be having i am absolutely definitely here to help. So let's do this, people. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce the man from Actadad, Mark Savant. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm great, Michael. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, it was uh, I was listening to um, the Fit Dad Fitness, and I came across that interview you had with Michael, and I loved it. And I thought, hey, this is a guy I need to get on my show so we can kind of go through some stuff and, and just talk about your life and where you're at and the things that you want to do and, 
And as a like-minded father, I think we can have a really decent conversation, give our audience uh, some extreme value and then send them over and they can look at your stuff. And yeah, I love it. So as we get going here, Mark, kind of give me a rundown as to your background. Let's go, let's go before you had kids, before you got married. What, what is Mark um, before he's a dad? Are you a kind of a wild type person? Are you, give me a little bit of the background before we get, get diving into the dad stuff. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. And, and thank you so much for the kind words. The Act of Dad project, the Act of Dad show has been immensely rewarding to me. So I, I really appreciate the, um, the, the plug there. So whoo, Mark before kids, I think like most men, very selfish, focused on myself. You know, how can I make more money? How can I be more fit? How can I have more status, uh, which I found changed a little bit when, when I had children, but, uh, pre-kids, I've always been into team sports, very social, uh, love people. Um, my life certainly hasn't been perfect. I've had ups and downs, uh, I've made mistakes. And I think for, for a lot of years, I ended up thinking that because of my mistakes, I didn't deserve to be better. I felt that, you know, I've made these mistakes and this is as good as it gets. I don't deserve anything better. Um, and I think that's a lie that a lot of people tell themselves. You know, whether it's, it's, it's gorging and you've become overweight and lethargic and you're just like, you know what, I don't deserve to be healthy. I don't deserve to be fit. I think it's something that's, it's really easy to fall into that trap. Uh, but I live down here in South Florida. I'm very active. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a gym rat. You know, I'm not in the gym every day, all day, but I think it's incredibly, incredibly important to keep your body moving. Because Michael, there's so many awesome things in this world to experience and you can't experience them on a couch, at least not yet, at least not yet. Yeah, being that functional individual and I know it's funny you alluded to like being that overweight, not thinking that you could do that and, and that's kind of similar to kind of where I was at, um, you know, as a dad, very overweight and, and trying to make this journey into, into fitness and um, that resonates with me a lot for sure, um, you know, being that it, it changes fatherhood changes us at a completely different level. And for me personally, um, and I want to get into this conversation. We'll segue into this with, with kids is, you know, right now I'm raising a 17 year old. My son's almost an adult. He's almost, he's got a mind of his own. He does his thing. Uh, and I think I did a really poor job when I was, when he was younger and, um, you know, kind of getting into fitness later on in life. So kind of go through, um, because there's a bit of a difference here. Uh, what it's like to be in this space uh, with younger kids, what that means to you, what fitness means, how they correlate together, and, and kind of give me a little bit of a rundown on on that. Sure. So a lot, a lot to kind of unwrap there. I think that fitness and health in general are crucial to your well-being, to your mindset. One of the things as a parent, as a father, probably the most important thing we could do as a father is be an example, setting a good example, be a role model, be a role model for our kids. And part of the problem, Michael, is that if, if you're not, if you're not healthy, if you're not happy, you're not able to fulfill that, that role of being the role model, of being the, the good example. Okay. I remember, um, I remember personally, one of the reasons I started Acted Ad was I was sitting in a Chinese restaurant with my wife and the server came over and I said, okay, this is what I would like. But I'd also like a side of white rice with my meal. And it was the most bizarre thing. She said, we couldn't, I can't do that. I can't give you the side of rice. And I got really upset. And 
I wasn't like cursing or yelling or making a scene, but I was, I was rude to her. I was rude to women. I'm like, you're a restaurant. You can't give me white rice. Like, what are you doing? What is, and I remember specifically, there was a lady sitting behind me who said, you know, you're being a real jerk. You're being really rude right now. I was kind of taken aback because that's never happened to me before. So afterwards, I, we actually left the restaurant because it was just, just completely embarrassed and they couldn't give me the rice that I wanted. But um, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, was I being rude? Was I being a jerk? And she's like, yeah, you know, you're being really rude. So I, I took a step back and I looked at myself, Michael, because I wasn't necessarily in a bad mood that day. It was just a normal type of day. But I recognized that as a whole, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't properly being challenged. And that was manifesting itself all around me. And I realized that I don't want to be like that for my kids. I want my kids to see that. Um, and I don't want to be like that. So I think it's important that you recognize and, and, and execute and, and deploy self-awareness when you're not happy. And don't make excuses yourself because that is a really, really easy thing to do is to, to make excuses for yourself. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think with, uh, you know, I, and I've always said this too, with, with raising a child and, and, and all the things that I've gone through is, is it's very important to understand the actions, uh, speak a lot louder than the words. You know, it's easy to say, Hey, I need you to do this or why, why is your room not clean? But it's, it's setting that example and showing, uh, our kids. I know with me pivoting later in life is like giving that, that, um, permission to kind of, explore life and do it do what he wants especially getting into that adult life and i could just imagine you know as how old are your kids by the way mark so i have i have two children i've got a daughter she's three and a half okay and my son is eight months eight months wow. so just little ones little ones yeah and that's a lot of fun because you know when i think of fitness and i think of health you know in addition to being happy and fulfilled myself because I've, I've played both sides. I've never been like extremely overweight, Michael, but I've been lethargic. I've been chunky. I've, you know, sit aside, sitting around drinking soda, man. I remember years ago I was delivering pizzas. And so I'm eating pizza all the time, eating pasta and I'm drinking energy drinks. Like I would drink three or four energy drinks a day. It was, it was pretty nuts. Smoking cigarettes, just not, not taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, but, but regardless, regardless of that, like, you end up not being happy or fulfilled when you're not taking care of your body. You know, it, it just, it impacts every part of your life. But um, I think of fitness and health, not so much in a way of, I want to show off my six pack on Instagram, but rather I want to, I want to experience life with my children. I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines when my daughter goes snowboarding for the first time. Right. I want to be there with her at the top of the mountain, zooming down the yeah. apex, feeling the snow in my face. You know, I want to be there to experience life with her. And yeah, yeah, yes. And, and you know, and it's funny because those of you listening out there who maybe in that contemplation stage or people that are, you know, we deal with a lot of people that are out of shape and they're they're not knowing when to start and and they've got kids of their own. And you know, I I really had a conversation with an individual who was so overweight that he he had a four year old daughter. He physically could not pick her up, Ugh. right? And it's heartbreaking. Um, and I think there's so much um, that people need to understand through fatherhood that, you know, experience those things with your kid isn't just for us. It's for them. It's, it's a part of how they're going to be and, and, and grow up and understand and set a good example. Act it's like that. a downward, it's yeah. like a downward spiral, you know? Because it, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part 
when it when it comes to, to fitness and health is getting that ball rolling in the correct direction. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because your momentum matters. Your momentum matters. And if your momentum is going in the direction of go to bed late, wake up, go to work, come home, sit on the couch, your momentum is shifting the wrong direction. But it's as simple as, okay, after dinner every night, I'm going to take a walk with my family. Yeah. And you start shifting that momentum. It's not, and that's a problem I think that a lot of people get into during the new year and setting new year's resolutions. Like I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to work out two hours a night and I'm going to, I'm not going to eat pizza anymore. And you end up overwhelming yourself, but I think it's more of a gradual, let's get this, let's get the ball rolling in the right direction. Yes. And in starting to create a lifestyle that I enjoy, because I, I love to eat cinnamon rolls and pizza and all that. Um, but I also want to make sure that I'm able to experience life with my family and be that. That's what active dad is about. It's about being, it's about being active in the parenting process, about being active dad, being active in those daily routines. Like that's heartbreaking, not being able to pick up your, your four-year-old child. You're, you're, and I, I mean, that's just, it's heartbreaking. You've got to take small steps that eventually end up with a big accomplishment. Yeah. And I like what you said there. Cause I couldn't agree more. I think, like anything and and when people listen and they're trying to understand okay how do i get into shape how do i it's it's we have to create habits it's like anything else in our life you know i hear that too all the time like people want to i'm going to lose 50 pounds in two months i want to do this and i I normally tell them like no like that's unrealistic you know i usually get that shock look like whoa i'm like i could probably get you there but you're gonna have to completely change your entire life for a short term and you're probably going to you know, rebound and, and it's not going to be good. It's, I mean, it took me five years to go from, uh, 240 pounds down to where I am now. I think I'm sitting at 165. Um, it took five years to get there habit form. I had to change habits. I had to change the way I thought. And it, and, you know, as we start to get out into the world yourself, um, uh, you know, creating these these big Facebook groups, which I love, by the way, and I want to dive a little bit more into that and how that feels, yeah. um, and creating this, like, this, this momentum and this energy to help other fathers um, be the best version of themselves and in turn helping their kids. So give me a rundown. I, I'm, I'm part of your Facebook group. I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I get on there and I look at a lot of the, you know, posts and the pictures that people put, like, how does that feel? Like, give me a rundown of like, I know you said this kind of started, you know, with that incident in the restaurant. Give me some like, how, where did this all steamroll and how did the podcast kind of get going? Dive a little bit more into that. Yeah. Sure. So the, the short, so there's a few, there's a few reasons. Um, like I'd mentioned, A, I felt unfulfilled in my life. I wasn't, I wasn't waking up excited and I realized that, Hey, if you're wake, if you're just living towards for the weekend, that's five days the week that you're just not happy, you know, and even Sunday night, you've got this dreading feeling that the week, the week is coming. So I, I, I said to myself, I need to engineer a lifestyle that I enjoy. I don't want to wake up feeling like, Oh, I have to go do this. You know, I want to wake up feeling like I have something to do. And that's extreme. Let me preface this by saying that's extremely hard to engineer that it takes a long time. I'm, not even close to there, right? We just keep taking these baby steps in the right direction. So that, that was part of it. I wanted to to build something, a way that I could fulfill others' needs and put a roof over my head 
feed my family, you know? Um, so that's part of it. A B as human beings, I think that we need to challenge ourselves. If you're not challenging yourself and you're not overcoming challenges, I just feel like you feel unfulfilled. You feel unfulfilled. It's, it's so easy to, to get caught up in that funk of, I'm just going to keep skating by, but you got it. You got to challenge yourself. Um, so that, that was a big part of it. And then, and then see as a father, as a young father, I got really sick and tired of seeing people making fun of dad bod, right. Or, or saying that dads are parent number two and not seeing the resources for dads that, that were available for others. You know, I, I saw society showing dads is the punchline of the joke. Dads are parent number two. Dads are the ones who screw things up and then mo super mom comes in to fix it. And I don't want to take anything away from moms. My wife is an amazing human being and moms do amazing things every day. But I felt personally when I saw myself portrayed in media and in dad memes and dad jokes, I was like, that's not what I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be the screw up. I don't want to be the guy who's overweight and unhappy that everyone makes fun of. I want to be proud of myself. I want to feel empowered. So I think it was a mixture of those three things, Michael, is why I started the act of dad movement. And, and I guess selfishly, I wanted to learn how to be a better father myself. And I hate the term parenting expert because you just can't parent every kid the same way. Every parent is different. Every human being is different. You can't just say, here's the 10 rules to being a great parent. Good luck. Yeah. And so I said, how can I resolve that? I'm going to talk to other dads that are out there that are living it. And so whether it's interviewing professional athletes, politicians, um, uh, fitness gurus, I'm, I'm interviewing fascinating people all over the world. And it's helped to not only inspire me to be better, but to learn techniques to, to be better. How long have you been uh, doing this? Like, uh, how, how, what's the inception of the podcast and, and kind of where has it brought you to? And, you know, for me too, you know, this is something new to me. I, I, I'm into the podcast space. Uh, you know, I'm in the 30s, I think, for episodes, you know, mid-30s. Uh, kind of started it a little aggressive in uh, end of September. So October, haven't, haven't been doing it very long. But uh, kind of sure. explain to me a little bit of your growth um, and then kind of where you want to take it. Like, where does, where do you see all this kind of going? Well, I mean, that's a whole nother, that's another, uh, whole nother thing to unravel, but I started act dad, the awesome dad show in April of last year. I think the first episode was re released in May or April of last year. So it's, it's fairly new. I now have a pretty, pretty solid download number, both on the podcast level. And I just launched the YouTube channel a little while ago. So video interviews are, are being released there. It's kind of funny, Michael. It, it actually started out not as Actadad, but it started out as Alpha Dad Fit was the original okay. name, Alpha cool. Dad Fit, because I, I remember hearing Pierce Morgan making fun of Daniel Craig. There was this image that came out of Daniel Craig, and they were comparing Daniel Craig, James Bond, suave, right. all the women, all the technology. And then it showed a side-by-side -side with him after kids, and he's got the the kangaroo pouch on his hair is all disheveled and you know he's having a rough rough dad morning and he was just being mocked incessantly i'm like holy crap guys you got it wrong 
you take one little snapshot of this guy having a rough day and then you blow it up into a dad joke and it just really kind of ticked me off. And so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, to, to resonate something with dads. You don't have to accept dad bod. You can, you can be something more. I interviewed the rock stunt double and cousin to know I read. And we were both like commiserating over this. Like dad bod is played out. You don't need to subscribe to dad bod. You can still be healthy and happy and enjoy that, that time with your kids. So I just really feel like this idea that you become a dad, you're going to gain a bunch of weight and be unhealthy. It's just, it's a really dangerous thing to tell not only fathers, but men that are going to become fathers, you know, because I never wanted to be, I did I just didn't want to be seen that way. And it's a dangerous thing to tell young men that, okay, you're going to become a dad. Now you're going to lose all your friends. You're going to gain a bunch of weight. The media is going to make fun of you. It's a, it's a very dangerous precedent to set. And so that's, that's part of what I try to do with act a dad is, is highlight dads like, Trent, you know, like professional NFL players like Trent Dilfer, Richard Matthews, um, and just try to say, hey, you don't need to subscribe to that. Look at what these amazing men are doing and have done, and and let's let's change the narrative on on fatherhood. Yeah, we look at social media too. You know, we go back to that, uh, you know, the Daniel Craig thing. You know, who's an actor who, you know, he gets paid to kind of do that for a living. You know, and, and that's. You look at people online, you know, we talk about physique and looking shredded and, you know, all this. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And to be honest with you, from someone who, you know, is in the personal personal training nutrition space, that not isn't not always the healthiest way to do it. Like a lot of people sacrifice a lot of things to do that. And um, I think there's this big misconception out there that, you know, dads have to be overweight, lethargic, you know, that's just the way it is. And I myself believed it for a long time. And, you know, to be functional and to enjoy time with your kids and to do these things. Um, I'm just so glad that there are people like you out there and, and, and others that are coming together to kind of help that. And, you know, we, we know we need social media. We rely on it. We're doing it right now. We're providing people with, with good content and, um, it's, One of the things that's a problem with social media, not to cut you off here, Michael, yeah, no, though, for sure. is comparing yourself to others is yes. a very dangerous game to play. Super. I interviewed Larry Hagner, who started the Dad Edge program, the Dad Edge podcast and mastermind group and whatnot. And he just had a great, a great, great statement. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And it's really easy to do, man. You go on it's, Instagram. Dude. Dude, it is so simple to do because, and I'll, it's funny you, you say that because somebody who has a vision, uh, you have a vision, I have a vision of where we want to go, where we want to take this, you know, um, this, this could be my full-time livelihood. Well, it kind of is, but it, it could propel me into something different. But I always sometimes look at people maybe in the similar space or doing something similar who maybe you know, oh, I just made my first million or I'm doing this or yeah. I've touched. Fuck, I'm not there yet. Pardon my language. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not looking at that part of it. I'm just I got to accept what I have. I mean, you know, as fathers, too, like we may not have. I always laugh at the Gary Vee stuff. You got to work 16 hours a day. Like, 
I'm not working 16 hours a day because I'm not willing to put in that time because I have family and different obligations. So you do, you have to really put things in perspective. And I think we need to show men out there too, that they can do the same thing with their health. They don't need to go from being extremely overweight to six pack abs and and have this perfect look. Um, It just starts with something. It starts with changing a bit of the diet, getting a little bit, like you said, going for a walk. People? Minor, it's minor changes. One of the things that that I do, and this is a very tactical, very practical piece of of dad advice, if you would, is I just eat an apple a day, and it's so simple. But an apple, I find, is extremely filling. You know, we can maybe get into dieting a little bit more, but I I try not to eat anything before twelve and yeah, or before twelve, I, intermittent fasting type thing, right? So between twelve and eight is when I eat, and I find that putting an apple a day in there can help me to really trim down on how much I'm actually eating. Because one of the mistakes that you can get into is just digging your hand into a big bag of Doritos. And before you know it, the whole bag's gone and you've just taken three steps backwards. For sure. You know? Because but you go an from, apple a day can help. Yeah. You go from these highly dense nutritious foods like an apple. Um, and then you have everybody eating these hyper palatable foods that are in, they're engineered for us to consume with no nutrients because the body's right. going to, you're going to take it in. You're going to get the calories out of it. You're going to store body fat and then you're, it's going to be continually hungry. It's perpetual. It's just going to yes. be, you're going to continue to make those, those things over and over again. And, and I always, when I have people who come to me with diet advice, maybe their diets are completely messed up. I don't take anything out of their diet. I just add to it. Like go ahead, try, just eat, a big bowl of salad with every meal. I don't want you to change anything. I don't want you to give up your potato chip, nothing. Because what, what inadvertently happens is now your body's getting the nutrients it needs. And guess what? They're not hungry. They don't want the potato chips. Yeah. You know, try and get somebody to drink a gallon of water a day. And yeah. just doing that alone, because that's a difficult feat for a lot of people. A lot of people don't drink water. They get their water from their coffee or their pop or whatever. So it's it's interesting that we just... All we have to do is make these subtle changes to kind of elicit the, the, the most out of it. Oh, what's my mouse doing here? Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's passionate. Uh, it's very passionate for me to, to kind of get, to get us there and, and understanding the relationships and, and maybe something Mark you can speak on is how is fitness translate into all your relationships, the relationship with your wife? You know, the time you spend with your kids, the time you, you spend with coworkers or, or the people, the, your friends, like makes a big difference. Well, personal health is, I mean, it's, it's everything. You only have one body. You have to take care of it. But I mean, when it comes to relationship with my spouse, it's, it's super important. I mean, it improves, you know, improves sex drive. It improves the activities that you can do together. Um, you know, I find one of the most fulfilling ways to, to spend time with my wife is just to go jogging or go, go work out or something like that. Or even, like I said, go for a walk. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to overthink it, but you just have more energy in general, a body in motion stays in motion. So it's just a matter of, like I mentioned before, get that ball rolling in the right direction. You don't need a huge snowball, but just start with a small snowball is these small changes. I'll, I'll add more water to my to my daily routine. I'll add an apple a day. I'm going to walk after dinner. These small, simple steps taken time and time again, equal huge results, but you just can't yet. Like it's, I have a friend 
he was he was very overweight. He was up to something like 300 pounds and he was a short guy. So he was he was very overweight. Um, he just he was he was living a life that was going to put him in the grave in the grave. Right. And he went vegan and he just shedded weight, 80, 90 pounds, like bam. And he looks great now, feels great. He, he's got a girlfriend. He's moving in the right direction. And I think it could be really easy if you're overweight to see a story like that. Be like, oh, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to lose all this weight. But look, man, if you love hamburgers, you're, you're, you might not be able to sustain yeah. a, a, a lifestyle of no burgers. You know what I'm saying? So find something that works for you. If it worked for your friend, that's great. Maybe try it. Um, but don't get caught up. Maybe we can segue into this topic of, I made a mistake, you know, it's so easy to make a mistake and say, okay, gosh, I went vegan, but then I eat a burger and then everything just unravels in a, in an instant. You, you're not, you're not defined by yesterday's mistake, right? Listen, you're not defined by yesterday's mistake. You're defined by the actions that you take today. Don't get down on yourself because you screwed up yesterday. It doesn't really matter. What matters is what are you doing today? And that's, that's, that's the name of the game, man. That's the name of the game. It, it's a beautiful thing. Like it's it's bringing us back to that relationship with food, which is is so important. And and you talk about intermittent fasting. I I I, I practice that um, generally myself. You know, I, I usually don't eat till about noon myself. Uh, but I I kind of go a little further sometimes, and I do every three months. I do a seventy two hour fast. I just don't sure. eat for for three days. I don't do it for weight loss. I do it for more. Just give my whole digestive system a rest. Um. But yeah, I, I kind of just lost track of where I was going with this. The beauty of podcasts, doing them live, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and what I was going to kind of go into is, you know, once you build that good relationship with food, you make those small changes, you can do things like recognize when your body may need something or when you're feeling, like yesterday I was at the gym, I was really low on energy and I went and loaded up on some carbs. I, I had, uh, my girlfriend made some muffins. I ate some muffins. I went a little bit off kilter. I, you know, I just ate some junk, but I'm okay. I, 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 sometimes that's just necessary or you have that ability to do that. And, and I think the sooner people realize that it doesn't have to go from like, Oh, I'm eating pizza and chips to, oh, I just could eat chicken and rice. It doesn't have to be like that. And I think there's a big misconception out there. Oh, for sure. For sure. The other misconception, I think Michael, it's, that's really prevalent with fathers in particular is I don't have time. I don't have time. And my friends, that is the biggest challenge that we have as fathers is you're being called in all these different directions as a, as a, I'm not sure exactly where I heard this, but when you're a kid, you have all the time, you have none of the responsibility and you have uh, no money. Right. But as, as an, in your middle age, it, it kind of flips a bit. You have no time, tons of responsibility, and still and, no money. <laughs> well, you you have like you you might not have tons of money, but you can at least go to the store and buy something you yeah. need, right? Um, but time is the bottleneck. Time is the bottleneck because you're just getting pulled in so many directions. And frankly, I don't I don't go to the gym anymore because that's thirty minutes, right? 15 minutes to get there and get set up, 15 minutes to get back. God forbid you get caught up and caught talking to someone for 15 minutes. And then I, I just don't go to the gym anymore. I've spent a lot of time in gyms. Don't get me wrong, but that's not like, you don't have time to get to the gym. That's fine. Yeah. You could do something at home in 30 minutes, 20 minutes. You can do work. For sure. 
like something as simple as like, if you're doing burpees every day, you're going to be Gucci. You're going to be gassed. Just get on your burpee game, you know? Um, but there's this, and I don't want to, I don't want to say that you should never make excuses, but you only got one body brother. If you're not taking care of it, you ain't going to have much time anyway. So, and something is better than nothing. Oh yeah. Like working with people who are completely out of shape and they've got this deer in the headlight look like, okay, what's he going to put me through a walk, like movements, move your arms, move your legs. Like something is better than nothing. And people need to just take those small incremental steps to getting in, in that mindset first and foremost, and then kind of transition that into like adding a little bit more, adding a little bit more and, and really see how that develops your, because I think it's important to Mark to, and to realize too, that fitness isn't just about exercise and diet. It's, it's, it's about how we maintain relationships on how we view the world, your perspective on life, your outlook. Um, you know, you get up every morning, probably like me and you're like, thankful. I'm thankful for the day. I'm grateful for the people in my life first and foremost, because now I've become bulletproof for the day. Now, you can't throw anything at me because the most important things are there and I'm grateful for them. So everything else is just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the other of, thing that's yeah. important too is accountability. It's, it's, it can be very, 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 very difficult to be accountable to yourself. But having a jogging partner, having a spouse that's supportive, one of the things that you had mentioned earlier is the, the Actidad group on Facebook. And that's been a huge source of accountability for me because I know if I screw up, I can go in there and can talk about it. Um, but I also every Tuesday night, I hold a call group that everyone's invited to. And it's just really cool to have men come into that group on a weekly basis. Right now, it's every Tuesday night. But you can say, hey, guys, I screwed up. And we're like, oh, you know, it's okay. You're not defined by yesterday. You're defined by the actions you take today. So putting yourself in a position to, to be accountable is an important step also, which is one of the reasons that personal trainers are important, like what you do. Yeah. I mean, be accountable. It, it is. It's, uh, I think we're leading, we, I want to, I look at the world we live in and, you know, diabetes is on the rise. The, the obesity epidemic is only getting worse. And, uh, and, and I know in Canada, you know, we have a, a different health care structure than in the United States. Um, healthcare here is pretty much free. You can do whatever you want. You can go in and see a doctor. Nothing comes out of your pocket. The problem is, is that it's so bogged down and so drawn out. Like if you wanted an MRI, you're looking at nine month waiting list. Holy cow. You know, yeah. you, you're, you, you know, where, well, why? Because it's free. We're doing it for free. Um, you know, you're sitting in waiting rooms for five, six hours. Like, so it's a, almost a, a bit of a deterrent as well. And I think, you know, my dad, for instance, is diabetic and, you know, the doctor says, Hey, you need to lose weight. My dad's like, okay, cool. What should I do? Go lose weight. Go mm. get, get out of my office. You know what I mean? Like there, the education isn't there. And I think there, there's some responsibility. I, I take on a lot of that to try and pick those pieces up and help, uh, wherever I can. Uh, so there's definitely an important factor with that. I kind of want to move back into, you know, the kid part of it. And you've got two small children. Give me a rundown of what your your views and ideals are for those kids as they grow up. Like, what do you, what, you know, as a father, what are some of your expectations? What are some of the things you would like to see your kids 
you know, get out of this life and, and some of the values that you're teaching them? Ooh, man, Ooh. that's a big, that's a big one. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big one. Uh, there's, there's a few things and that's a, a question I really like to ask on my show. So I'm just going to share a couple of key characteristics that I'd like to see manifested in my children. I interviewed Jordan Palmer a while ago. He, he's a, he was in the NFL. He's a quarterback coach. He coached uh, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. So he's, he's a pretty big deal. And he had a really, really insightful point in that he wants to expose his kids to as many, many things as possible until they can find what they're great at and what they love. And that really resonated with me. So what I try to do with my, with my kids is just try to expose them to as many different experiences as possible to, to, to kind of get a feel. What is my kid great at? What does my kid love to do? Uh, my daughter, for example, she loves dance. So she's in dance class and she just, she just loves it. She loves to dance. She loves the creativity. She meets friends and she's just always, you know, when you say it's time to get to dance class, she's like, she's on it. She's ready to go. Um, we also did soccer and I was, the, I coached her soccer team and she was much less excited about soccer. I, I, I really love soccer. I want to get her into soccer. Like it's important to me that she's playing team sports, right? but I can't really force, you know, I can't really force soccer down her throat. You know, if she's not excited about it, well, let's find something you are excited about. So I think that's important. Exposing your kids to as many different experiences as possible to find out what they're great at and what they love, what they're passionate about. Um, The other big thing that this came up last week, I was speaking to Mike Garofalo, who is an NFL network analyst. Uh, He's got a two-year-old and his, his big thing was resiliency. And that's come up time and time again in my show is teaching your kids how to be resilient. It's so important that we teach our kids this because growing up in the digital age where you're constantly being attacked from every side, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, social media, you're being compared all the time. um, Teaching your kids how to fail, but be okay with failing, I think is probably one of the most important things we can instill in our kids is, is that resiliency. So. I think that, and they, and they play hand in hand together. I want to put my kids in all these different experiences, help them to be resilient so that when they fail, they're able to get back up and keep moving forward. I think are, are pro, is probably the main goal that I have as a father uh, is, is to teach them how to handle those different experiences. And it's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. It's not I, easy. And it I comes love back that. to us. I love that in sports too, because that ultimately drives, you know, you go back to talking about, you know, exposing them to as many things as you can and finding what they like or what they're passionate about. You know, my son plays baseball. He's been playing for, he'll be going on to his ninth season. Um, when he loses or when that failure happens, it drives him to improve and do better. Yeah. You know, and he was never the biggest guy on the team. Um, he's had to kind of bite through some challenges, playing ball with bigger kids and things like that. But over the years, I found you can tell that he loves what he does because he's not willing to give up on it. And I think that's important, too, is, you know, we're we're dead set on these participation uh, ribbons and you did good and it's OK to finish, you know, your six, sixth place and 10th place and whatever. But what we're ultimately doing, I think, to a degree is if we don't show the kids that they can fail, they're not going to, you know, it becomes easy to them or they maybe it's something that they don't want to do ultimately. And if it is something they want to do, 
they will bounce back. They will ultimately come back and do that. So let your kids fail. Let them make mistakes. Let them feel that emotions that come with that as well. I think it's it's ultimately important and and having and showing by actions and and allowing our kids to figure things out on their own. And I think that's equally as important. Um, Participation trophies are is a complicated topic too. Oh, it is a complicated because topic. Because you're you're kind of torn because on on one side you got to make it fun. You got to have some sort of driver. And I don't know where the age changes. Like, I don't know if it's at three, five, six, seven. Like, when does this mentality change? Because the number one reason why kids quit a sport is because it's not fun. It's it's not fun. Um, So how do you keep it fun? How do you keep it challenging? I I mean, I'm teaching, I'm coaching my kids, three and four-year-old soccer team. It's all I can do to keep them on the field. You know what I'm saying? I got one kid who's who's making a beeline to the playground. I got another kid who's literally rolling in the in the grass. I got another kid who's playing in the net. Another one's chasing dragonflies. Like at that point, the 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 trophies and who's winning or losing it's it's not really relevant. I mean, there were some games where the other team had to actually donate players to our team because some kids yeah. didn't show up and would keep it even, you know? So like in the three and four year old range, like give them a sticker, give them a trophy, keep them excited about it. But there is a certain time where kids need to know if you don't put in the effort, if you don't win, you're not going to win. Cause real life, real life doesn't care, man. Do you life think, doesn't care. do you think sometimes that those trophies maybe are, are, are more for the parents? Perhaps. You know, Perhaps. I did a thing at the end of the season because there was there was one little girl who literally sat on the sideline the entire season, not because she had to, because we forced her to, because she didn't want to play. And she got a trophy at the end of the year. And I kind of thought of I was I wasn't real happy about it, honestly, because what kind of message did that send? Um, but what I did was when the trophies got handed out to everyone at the end of the season, I, I kind of sat down with everyone, all the kids. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm so proud of everyone for showing up in playing the game, but just realize you're not always guaranteed a trophy. This trophy is, is acknowledgement that you tried, that you gave some effort, but you're not always going to get that. So I, I think it's important to keep that in context. I mean, to, to answer your question though, sure. Parents live vicariously through their kids. We do. That's, yeah. that's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. I, I was speaking to, I mean, I'm kind of going all these stories, but I was speaking to a dad at a playground the other day. He said, it's like, well, what is your kid into? What, what, what do you want to get your kid into? And he's like, my daughter can do whatever she wants as long as she's in jujitsu every day for the next 18 years. I'm thinking to myself like, is that for That's, you or is that for her? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What are some big fears that you have as your kids get older? I only say that from a, the perspective of I have a 17-year-old, so I may already you know, have some insight from that part of it, but you know, as your kids get older, as you continue to do your thing, um, what are some of the things that maybe you're a little more fearful? I, it's, it's a tough question. Greatest fear. I mean, look, outside of the obvious, like, I'm afraid that my kid will be kidnapped or be killed right. or uh, be abused or something like that. I mean, those are probably some of my greatest fears that I'll, I'll lose my kid because of something that's outside my control. That, that I mean, honestly, that terrifies me. That absolutely that's probably the biggest fear um, is it, you know, something like that transpires. But I think 
for me, probably my biggest fear is that my kids will not want to talk to me, <laughs> you know, like now it's so, it's so cool. Like my three and a half year old, she just loves me. She dotes on me and, I, and, and me the same. And she always wants me to be around, you know, but I know that eventually we're going to hit that phase at 13 through 18 or whatever, but they don't want to talk to that. You know, they want to hang out yeah. with their friends that we're going to go on a vacation and they don't want to have fun with that. They don't want to go snowboarding with dad. They want to go snowboarding with their friends. You know? um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's my greatest fear. I know it's coming. I'm just trying to be present in the moment, brother. Just trying yeah. to be present because I want to enjoy this, this phase of life for what it is because life moves through phases and you got to find ways to enjoy the phase that you're in. If you don't, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in. I can't wait until my kid can do this or I can, I can do that or I can't wait till my kids are out of the house and I can be free to travel. Um, but you could better, you better darn well enjoy what's happening today because it is, over in a flash it goes by very quickly that is for sure and i think the 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 biggest thing on that with when you talk about the fear of them not wanting to talk to you and in my experience is just asking um you know and saying it's important to me you know sometimes we get caught up i know um the dynamic of um, our relationship because i'm a single father um and you know my son lives with me um is just just walking into his room being like hey it's important to me that we spend some time or we do something and, and it might not be, you know, aligned at that moment. But generally I think, um, they, you know, my son definitely recognizes those things and, and, you know, we take that time, whether it's going to a movie or a ball game or, Hey, let's, we will take a trip to Seattle and go watch the Mariners play. Cause I can, I can get there in about 14 hours if I leave early enough. Um, and those are memories that they, you know, they don't forget, especially as they get older and they, they actually have memories. Your kids are probably so young now that they're, you know, a lot of that stuff you're doing, you know, it'll, it'll just kind of wash away. But as they get older, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important. Um, yeah. but I think the actions that, that I take now and the actions that we take as men now, yes, they, they impact our kids, yeah. whether it, it, may, it might not be at the front of their brain, but subconsciously it's going to impact the decisions they make in the way that they view you in the world. hundred percent. Absolutely. Where are you going with, uh, with your business? What, what, what's the vision? You've got the website, you've, you've got this great Facebook, uh, group, you've got merchandise, you're, like, you're doing, you're doing it, man. And I, I'm telling you, I'm loving it. Uh, where do you want this to go? Is this something that you want to transfer into something full time for you? Or is this like, is this your primary source of income? Is this like everything you've envisioned? Or is this just your side hustle? Yeah, so eventually, I would love to just wake up and and focus on acted ad on a daily basis. One of the things that I really and, and it just kind of comes back to self awareness and, and knowing yourself. But when I was when I was in college, one of the things I really loved doing was getting up in front of the class and in speaking, right? Public speaking. So one of the things I just absolutely love doing is like what we're doing right now. Like we could go on for three hours and I'd be happy, right? So I love speaking to people. So I would love to wake up and be like, I'm speaking to The Rock this morning, and then I'm talking to Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, you know, I want to talk right? to people. Yes. Um, so I'd love to engineer my my life in a way where I can do that, and people enjoy it, appreciate it, get value, and and listen and watch. Um, right now I've got multiple streams of income coming in from, from Actidad at, um, active and dad together, Actidad. So I, I would love to transition full time. Like I said, wake up, 
doing what, what you love to do. I'm, I'm certainly a long way from that. I'm executing patients. I have a full-time job. I run an insurance agency. And then this is kind of what I do by, by night or in my free time and try to engineer my life so that I can do this. But, um, you know, we could have a whole nother show on how you monetize and, and different, different ways of doing that. You know, I've got a Patreon page. I've got merch on my website, uh, working on some, some sponsorship or brand deals. Um, uh, you know, I, I had, you know, producing content for, for other companies and there's just a lot of different things that, that you can do. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to just continue to continually improve myself and do something like, like that, that I love. Cause it's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know where everything's going, but what I think is really important for all the men and women and, and people out there to understand is that when you're trying to build a project or a side project, like a podcast or a Facebook group or YouTube channel or a, write a book or, or whatever, whatever you're trying to do, the, the road to get there is not clear. No. It's unclear. It's just, I'm going to keep opening doors and I don't know what's going to be behind the next door, but I'm just going to keep opening them. And it's, it's just been really cool. There've been days where I'm just like, literally, literally every day, Michael, I'm, I'm like, Oh man, what am I doing? Like I could be doing something else. And, and this, you know, maybe this isn't the right fit or things are happening too slowly. Things aren't happening quickly enough. Same thing with fitness. Um, but then something happens, you know, then something will happen. Like you'll get a message from someone that says, Hey, I love what you're doing. I'd like to have you on my show. Or, um, you'll get a new subscriber on your YouTube channel or someone, um, uh, subscribes to your Patreon page and dedicates a few bucks a month you know, or you get an interview with, uh, with someone amazing, like Remy Adeleke, Navy SEAL author, entrepreneur, you know, so it's just a matter of, of, of understanding that when you're, when you're starting a project like this, there are going to be ups and downs. You're going to be challenged every day. Um, but you, you, you just got to kind of realize I'm going to keep opening doors yeah. and, and it can be hard to do. It can be hard to do. It's, it's certainly challenging. I, I, I portray a lot of confidence, but there are days where I don't feel it. Dude, I, I love that because I feel the exact same thing. Like I, you know, I've got this vision, like what I had mentioned earlier, and, and you try and you want to climb the mountain in one big leap because you're yeah. visualizing what that looks like. And, and I know uh, public speaking is definitely something I want to do as well. I envisioned that. I actually envisioned that years ago, long before. It's kind of funny how... You know, and you can believe the woo-woo or not. I mean, it's completely up to you. Um, but I do believe that everyone has some sort of, uh, I'm not going to say predetermined path that would happen. I mean, you have to put the work in, don't get me wrong. But when I was in high school, um, everyone thought I would become a, a radio host. That's what they thought I would do. I'm like, I'm not being a radio host. I'm not, there's no way. And in my last job, I was a manager of a construction company before I left. And one of my uh, safety uh, advisors was like, you need to be on rate. What are you doing at this profession? Like, this isn't you. And now I'm doing a podcast and thinking, okay, all right. It's, it's here. And I love that, like opening doors and, and seeing where it goes. And, and I think it's important for people, the listeners out there, I, this is, you know, whether it's getting in shape or having better relationship with your kids, it's just a matter of, and, and something that's also important is we as human beings can't do this alone. We, we need the interaction of others. We need the help of others. There are probably a lot of people along the way that have, uh, 
you know, propelled you into doing certain things or got you, you know, somewhere else within Actadad. And I know with myself, it's like this, this particular podcast that, that I'm having with you, I just asked you, you yeah. know, it's really that simple. And I think people just need to, to spend some time, reach out to people that are like-minded, that are important to them, that they look up to and just ask, ask the question. I mean, if anybody listening to this show reaches out to either you or me, because Mark, I'm going to put all your stuff in, in my show notes as well. We're going to respond to them. You know, we're going to be there to, to, to talk to them and, and, you know, getting them in the Facebook group or, or whatever it may be, uh, helping guiding, you know, dads and, and people needing to get in shape. Um, you know, it, it, it has to, you got to have that support network and that's not just always sometimes family. That's, that's like-minded people like, like you and myself. So super awesome. Yeah. And whatever you're doing is going to there, man, there's this lie that's being perpetuated out there that you can drink this shake and you'll lose a bunch of weight and you'll be happier. This diet pill or take my course and you'll be able to set up passive income. And it is probably one of the worst lies is being perpetuated. Anything that you want is going to take hard work. 100%. Um, that's, that's just the way it goes. You are, if you're going into weight loss or entrepreneurship or creation thinking that, okay, I'm going to, in six months, I'm going to be where I want to be. Just stop right now. It's, it's not going to happen. It's going to take hard work. There are some cases where, where that happens, but that is the exception. The rule is hard, hard, hard work pays off in the end. So, um, it's, it's important that you go into anything with your eyes open because life is suffering, man. Life is suffering. There are millions of things out there that want to kill you and eat you. Um, but you can overcome that challenge. You can, you can, if you're in the right, in the right mindset with the right people backing you. I, I really believe that. Yeah. And you know, and you're right. Everything takes hard work and you hear these and we only get one side of it. You know, people that you hear that they, you know, they did a YouTube video and it went viral. What yeah. you didn't know is they've been doing it for eight years yes. and that was their 1200 video that went right. viral. Like it's, we only see, it, it goes back to health and fitness. We only see these physiques or these great looking guys with six packs. We don't know where that guy started. We don't know the journey he'd take or the, or the stuff that's going on in his life. So it's very important that, and that's where I like to go with this whole thing is, and you allude to it with, with parenting as well is, enjoy the process, like yeah. enjoy the day, like enjoy the struggle. Like I, I, I'm at my best when things go south, mm. things are like real bad. I'm like, okay, this is, oh, I, I'm going to take advantage of this. And the reason I do that is because anything that I've ever gone through in my life, that's been difficult. I've become better, a, a better human being on the back end of it. You know, with every, with every rainstorm comes a rainbow at the end of it. And I truly believe that if you're going through something difficult, you're having these difficult times, you'll get through them, recognize it and learn from it. And it's super important. And that's kind of, I'm going to dive into my next question for you here is what centers Mark? What is, what fulfills you? What, what gives you that purpose, happiness, that drive? So, I mean, there's a lot of things. It's, it's the full circle, Michael. It's, it's not just one thing, right? But certainly 
um, being physically fit and healthy is a big part of it. Having a great relationship with my spouse is really important. There, I have, like all humans, I have some major flaws and weaknesses, and she helps shore them up and keep me honest. Um, I'm really motivated by my community, by the community of fathers that reach out and tell me, man, I love this episode that you did. That that post you made really changed. Like it, it means a lot when when I get that. And then my kids, seeing my kids' eyes light up when I get home from work, or when I tell them I'm going to take them to the playground or something, along those lines. It, that, I think that's what really what really drives me. Um, but to I think to continually, I think a big part of it, Michael, is is taking responsibility, because a lot of people. And myself included in the past, like to make excuses for why things are not the way they want them to be. Um, but the second you take responsibility for where you're at in life, the whole world opens up. You know, I'm I'm not healthy because of it's my fault. Because if you're blaming everyone for your problems, the, that's outside of your control. You need to focus on the things that you can control. Yeah. And again, take baby steps: taking a walk, eating an apple creating a podcast, you know, you take these baby steps um, and you start controlling, you start focusing on the things that you can control. And I, I think that's for me been kind of the turning point. Focus on what I can control. Don't focus on making excuses. Love it, man. Love it. Fantastic. Give me a couple of your favorite podcasts that you listen to. Sure. So aside from, I do listen to all my Act Dad podcasts because it's again, continually learning. The Act Dad Awesome Dad show has been incredibly rewarding. I definitely listen to that and I enjoy it. Um, my favorite podcast is probably the Joe Rogan Experience. I don't listen to every episode, but he just has some really fascinating perspective. You mentioned Gary V earlier. I listened to some of the Gary V episodes as well. I'd say those are, are probably my top the top ones that I, that I listen to. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I really listen to. I think those are my, my go favorite. To, those are my favorites. To, go to. Yeah. And Joe Rogan, he's been, he's the, he's the founder of all of this podcast stuff. I think for the most part, he's kind of the, the I love, I love listening to Joe too. He's, he's pretty, have you heard mind pump? I have not heard mind pump. No. They're, uh, they're one of the biggest fitness podcasts. I think in North America, they're, pretty big there uh, i like them too they give a pretty good perspective on things and talk real sh real stuff and the three of them are both are all personal traders i've act actually had one of them on my show oh cool adam, adam schaefer so it's pretty cool um yeah wicked wicked mark i'm uh i'm so glad you could come on the show this has been fantastic i hope uh you know all those listening get some really good insight into you know, the things that Mark and I are doing to try and improve others' lives. And if you resonate with Mark or myself, please, by all means, reach out to us. We're, we're here for you. We're here to help in any way we can. Um, and we're just a click away. All you got to do is pause for a moment, go down to the bottom of the show notes. And you'll see it's all highlighted. You just clicky, clicky, and away you go. It'll take you to either Mark or myself. And uh, we're definitely here to help. So with that, yeah, Mark. I try to connect with, with, with people where they are at. So whichever social media platform you're on, you can always find me at Actadad. That's A-C-T-I-D-A-D, Actadad. You're on YouTube, cool, Actadad. Uh, podcast, Actadad. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm, I'm on all these platforms. And I try to deliver some of a unique experience on, on each platform. Um, but definitely, the if, if you're looking for community, 
If you're looking for fellowship, you're looking for brotherhood, you definitely want to find the Facebook group, the Act Dad Awesome Dad group on Facebook, because it's a, a really good way of connecting with other other fathers. And and again, that that conference call that I do weekly has been hugely powerful for me. It's cool to see dads. It's it's cool to see that grow. It's cool to see people grow. It's it's been a really powerful thing. Yeah, and I love it. I'm a part of that group as well, so you can find me there at the same time. And and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Mark. And again, um, you've got the Act to Dad space all filled up. I love it. And anybody that is looking for you can just type that in and and go to it. And that's that's awesome, Mark. This has been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you you coming out, um, getting on the show, getting your insight on where you're at and what you're doing, and helping fathers. Uh, all over the world and um, it's amazing man so keep doing what you're doing appreciate you michael all right opportunity hey thanks mark appreciate it thank you guys thank you everybody for tuning into the podcast another great episode with mark uh loved it hope you guys did too uh dads out there let's go we got this one you know we do hit a like send myself or Mark a message, let us know what your thoughts are and what you are hoping to accomplish and if that episode resonated with you. You can go into the show to- show totes, the show notes, and click over and get to uh, all of Mark's stuff in the, in the bottom. Uh, as well, if you're interested in one-on-one online coaching, you can click down on me and it'll take you over to my client application form or just dm me me either or we can talk first we can do whatever it is you want whatever help you need at whatever stage you're at i am here for you um go over to my facebook uh join my facebook group get in there have a conversation with other like-minded people and it's gonna rock we're gonna kill it it's gonna be amazing also, you can find me on Patreon. I am there to help expand and grow the show as much as I can. Every little thing counts. When you donate a small portion of money, you get a little something-something from me. And there are obviously different tiers for that as well. So, let me know. And then, we'll do this all over again on the next one. So, thank you very much for listening. And I hope you guys have a amazing amazing day week month year whatever it may be and uh, be kind to those around you and those you love so that being said we'll check you guys on the next one